so thanks so much for joining me today. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you're here. You said that when we gathered in your name, you would be here in the midst of us, so we believe that you are. Thank you that you want to teach us and prepare us for your return. We thank you and we just receive from you all the good you have for us. We give you all the glory in your name, we pray. Amen. So, I want to talk to you today, or Jesus wants to talk to you today about hearing him. It's so important that to him that we hear him. And he wants us to know he's a thought away. He's a thought. When you ask Jesus to come and live on the inside of you, he's on the inside of you. So, of course, you're going to hear him thinking, right? Doesn't that make sense? Although sometimes he talks to us audibly, it's so perfect that he talks to us on the inside. He is a thought away. When you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of you. And then you can hear him thinking. He makes his thoughts known to you. And we're told that in 1 Corinthians 2.16. It says, For who has known and understood the mind, the counsels, and the purposes of the Lord as to guide and instruct him and give him knowledge. But we have the mind of Christ. Amazing, huh? The Messiah, and we hold his thoughts and feelings and purposes of his heart. And that is so true. I can attest to that. When God talks to me, when I hear him thinking, I can feel his sternness. I can feel anger. I can feel when he's excited and so much more. You can just feel how he's feeling. He makes himself known. He does. He's so exciting. And so what better way to communicate with somebody than to know how they're feeling and, you know, what they're saying to you without having to physically talk to somebody and not really know what they're feeling, just what they're saying. Although you can feel other people's feelings and and we grow up like that, right? We, we get the impression of what people think of us and, and we take on that character of what is said to you and, and what people say you are. And then, um, so that's who you portray that you are. So, that, so it's so important that we get in a relationship with God and get his view on us. You got to think his thoughts to know really who you are. He created you to be somebody and he wants you to know what he's thinking of you. So you can actually walk in that thing that he you're calling. You have a call in your life. He gifted you. He gave you talents so that you could actually work for him. We're called to do a greater work. And in this last day, he wants us to know that. So you have to know his thoughts. You have to know what he's thinking of you. And when you know what he's thinking of you, that gives you so much confidence to do that thing that he's calling you to do. Because what he's calling you to do is actually that dream that is deep down on the inside of you that you thought was your dream, but it was his dream. And then he tells you the thing that he called you to do, and you feel overwhelmed by that thought because it's more than you can ask or think, just like Ephesians says. He has more for you than you can even ask or think, super abundantly more for you than you can even imagine. And so you can't do it on your own. You can't think... um, of who you are and what you're to do without him. His ways are so much higher than our ways. So we need to know his thoughts. We need to know what he's thinking. And so he made it that way. He designed it that way so you would have his thoughts. And um, 
So when you're growing up and somebody says something to you that really isn't a good thing, you grow up with that complex. You grow up with this wrong thinking, which makes it hard for you to walk in that plan that God has for you. And so when you get in his presence and you sit there and he encourages you with his thoughts, faith comes. Just like Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes from hearing God. Faith comes from hearing the word. He is his words. When you look at the word of God, you're getting faith. You're getting his thoughts. But when you sit in, sit in his presence and you hear him personally thinking, talking to you, thinking those thoughts of you, and then it gives you an image of who you're called to be. And it gives you that confidence that you can go and do what he called you to do. It's so exciting. And so when, when you sit with him, if you need healing of the bad thoughts, you're going to get that from him. And he's going to just start showing you what he thinks of you. And it's a good thing. And you're going to have excitement. You're going to have happiness, peace, and joy. And you're going to know that you can do that impossible thing that he's calling you to do. And you're, you're going to know that that impossible dream that you on your own, you know, you can do your dream a little bit. You can make a few things happen on your own. But really, if you do that, you're missing out because he can do super abundantly more than you can ask or think. He's going to make that that dream that's way down on the inside of you that seems so impossible. He's going to make it happen. He's going to make it possible. He's going to turn it around. He's going to turn your life around. So when you ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, that's what happens. God's spirit comes and lives on the inside of you, and you can hear him thinking. That's that's what it's supposed to be. That's how it is. You can, you know, he told the disciples, it's better that I go and then the Holy Spirit's going to come and I'll be with you always and forever. He's there 24 hours a day. You don't have to go looking for him. He's always right there. He is a thought away. And all you got to do is like close your eyes and focus. There's so much noise around that you got to do that. You know, get under a blanket or whatever you need to do. Squeeze your eyes shut. Go, you know, just go somewhere and zone everything else out and focus in on him. You're going to hear him right away. You're going to have his thoughts and feelings right away. He's so good. He's so in love with us. And so what he's saying is his return is soon. And he needs to talk to you. He needs to get a message to you. And he needs you to focus in on him. He needs you to hear him. And so it starts by hearing the word of God every day. You want to have faith. You get faith by hearing the word. You get faith by hearing him talk to you. And you're going to have to have faith to even get to heaven. You know that? You, you really are. It's not, going to, it's not just something that's going to fall on you. Not everybody goes to heaven. But you have to hear him correct you. He corrects those that he loves. And it doesn't always feel so good. It doesn't. But you want to be corrected so that when you stand before him that day, you don't hear him say, well, I didn't know you, you who practice lawlessness. You know, hearing the word alone is a law. It's, it's, it's obeying him. You know, we were talking about sin yesterday. And when you get born again, you walk away from sin. Sin is living without God. Sin is separating yourself from him. It really is. So before you were born again, you lived in sin naturally. It was natural. And so now you're going to leave that sin behind. That sin has you in prison. Satan uses sin. He tries to get you to sin, to keep you in prison, to keep you bound. 
he, he, he wants to take your eternal life from you. And so he's always poking at you and trying to get you to sin. Unless you just say, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm free from sin. Jesus bore my sickness, my disease, my sorrow, my pain. I don't have to sin anymore. And why would you sin when Jesus lives on the inside of you? All you have to do is follow those promptings of the Holy Spirit and you walk free from sin. And you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. He empowers you. You don't want to sin. You don't want to sin anymore because you realize you were in you were imprisoned. Satan had you in, in bondage. And so when you get born again, you, you're not in bondage anymore. You're free from sin. And maybe you're thinking, well, I'm human, I'm going to sin. And lots of people think that. But no, you're not. Not no more. You have a supernatural being living on the inside of you, Jesus. And if Jesus is living on the inside of you, you're not going to sin. You're not going to be sick. You're not going to be any, any of those things anymore. You're not going to be depressed. You're not going to be harassed by the enemy. Because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Jesus is going to teach you, right? If you heed his voice, he's going to teach you how to live. When in Acts 10.38, he came to heal all who were asked and oppressed by the enemy. He did that with revelation knowledge. You need revelation knowledge. You need understanding to walk in the Spirit. And, and the Holy Spirit's going to teach you that. Jesus is going to teach you that. God's Spirit living on the inside of you. He's going to tell you things to come. He's going to remind you of the things he said. Um, he's going to be your counselor, your standby, anything you need, 24 hours a day. He's always there. All you got to do is tune in, close your eyes, and get there. And decide you're going to do everything he tells you to do, because that's how you live that life. I have come that you may have life. Have it to the full until it overflows. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And he does that by trying to get you to walk away from Jesus and live in sin. He's trying to control you, and you don't want to let him do that because he's trying to bring you to hell with him. And so you got to heed the voice of God. If you don't, you're, you're practicing lawlessness. And even though you said a prayer, you're still living in sin. And so you want to walk free from sin. Jesus made it so you don't have to sin anymore. He made it so you're all new again. That's what he did. And so on that day, he's not going to say, away from me, I never knew you. If you live that new life, if you say that prayer and you commit to him, which is what that prayer is, it's a commitment to change your life, to leave that old life behind and walk in his way. And so, yeah, he's a thought away and, and you're going to just start hearing him think. And as I said, he does speak audibly and from my experience, he does that to get your attention, and it's cool, and it's it's scary at the same time. But you're going to feel his impressions, and so their, their thoughts and their feelings, as we just read, and this is the Amplified Classic Bible, and it says that you're going to hold the thoughts and feelings and the purposes of his heart, so you're going to have understanding as well. I feel prompting me to tell you about something that will help you. And it was just recently on Friday, and God asked me to do a lot of things, and he did say that this is an hour of testing, and it is. And um, if you haven't heard, just about three weeks ago, he audibly said to me that uh, um, the hour of Jesus has come. And then, he's, and then the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? 
And he said, the hour of testing has come. Did I say that wrong? He said, the hour of Jesus has come. And then the Holy Spirit said, what does that mean, Lord? And he said, an hour of testing is at hand. And then two days later, he said, a great hour of testing is at hand. And then he said, I'm frustrated, obey me, like two seconds later. And I'm to share that. He's coming, and you need to hear him. And it is an hour of testing. So don't think anything that you, you feel like he's asking you to do is silly, because it's not. And so here's the thing I'm supposed to share with you. Friday, I walked by a lighter in the gutter, and I knew I was supposed to pick it up, and I didn't. I got to my car, and um, I had that same feeling like I needed to turn around and go get that lighter. And I don't, I don't even know why I didn't, but I guess I was tired and I was thinking, uh, I don't have to do that. And just wasn't listening properly, wasn't paying attention. And then I got home and I had the same feeling again and I talked myself out of it again and I got the dogs in the house and I got them all fed and I was going to eat, sit down and relax. And I just couldn't get rid of that feeling that I needed to go pick up that lighter. And so I got in the car and I just did it. Because I had his thoughts and his feelings, and and um, I just did it. And that's what it is. That's what it's like. You just know that you're supposed to do something, and you can't shake it. And if you keep ignoring it, he'll, he'll stop prompting you. But he knows that I don't want him to give up on me. I've asked him to correct me and, and go ahead and test me, Lord. And so whatever the reason, it doesn't even matter. But I passed that test. I went and I got that lighter. And you know, I do know he cares for the birds. He cares for the animals. And he's always having me pick stuff up. And so I just have to learn. We have to learn to promptly obey him. And even if we don't understand or even if we don't feel like it, just do it. Because when you when you do let him lead you and guide you, he's going to keep leading you and guiding you. But if you ignore him, then, you know, his voice is going to get softer. But you got to get up every day and pay attention to him. You got to get up every day. He is his word. And look at the word of God and then sit and listen to him. How is he going to talk to you? How is he going to tell you that great thing that he has for you to do for him if you can't hear his voice, if you can't, if you don't have his thoughts? How is he going to do that? He can't. He, he can, but he can't, and you're not going to get it unless you're seeking him. Keep on seeking, keep on knocking, and the door will be open. And so all he did for us, we can at least get up every morning, get, get on our knees, get on your face, and ask him what he wants you to do for him. It is his will that none should perish. And so he has a great work for you to do. What he has for you to do for him is going to be about someone else's salvation. Our life isn't our own. It isn't. You know, in the world, what they do is they work to make a living. In the kingdom of God, we give of our gifts and our talents. It'll be given back to us, pressed down and shaken together and running over. I feel him prompting me again. Um, I had quit my job because he told me to. Or maybe I hadn't quit yet. And he, he played this little game with me where um, he said a word and I had to guess what he was meaning, I guess. And I heard him say gravy train. And I knew what gravy train meant, but it took me a little while to figure out what he was saying. 
And he was saying, I have a gravy train job for you. And he did. And this is it. And it's exciting. It's exciting to do. I like it. And I love how he gives me a revelation knowledge and I'm to teach you. But it didn't start out that easy because growing up, um, I, I didn't have a very good um, teaching of who I am. I didn't have any confidence, and so I was afraid of cameras. And so that part was tough, and God had to heal me. But he does that. And then when he shows you what he's calling you to do, when you sit in his presence, all of a sudden you just know that you can do that because he's giving you that confidence. He's giving you that confidence to do that big thing that seems way overwhelming for you to do. He puts that dream in your heart, and then he makes it happen. And it happens as you sit with him and you get his thoughts and his feelings. You get his perspective, and that gives you confidence to be able to go ahead and do that thing that he's calling you to do. That dream that he put on the inside of you, that your heart's desire, he's going to give you those dreams as you seek him. As you seek him and you do life his way, he's going to expound, he's going to expand on things that you never thought were possible for you. You are valuable to him, and he wants you to know that. And so let's say that prayer Jesus said in Revelation 3.20, the prayer to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you so you can start feeling his thoughts. Let's say that prayer. Lord, we thank you and praise you that you want to live on the inside of us, that you're knocking at the door of our heart. And if we heed your voice, you're going to come in and you're going to teach us your way. And so we thank you that you would come in now. Come in our hearts. Come on the inside of us and teach us your thoughts and your feelings. Share with us. And we commit to do your work. We love you. We praise you. Give you all the glory. So if you said that prayer and you're willing to heed his voice, now he's living on the inside of you and so excited for you. Congratulations. And now all you do is you follow that leading of the Spirit. You follow those feelings and, and those thoughts. And don't let the enemy talk you out of it because he, he is going to come and try to trip you up. And all you have to do is get on your knees every day and ask God to strengthen you, and he will. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Don't let him talk you out of it, and don't let your flesh your flesh dictate to you because the enemy is just trying to get you to, to sin to separate from God. Remember, sin isn't um, something that you have to sweep under the rug and hide. Sin is something you have been set free from when Jesus came. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He laid down his life for you. He had the power to lay it down and pick it up. He he decided that he was going to do this for you. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He did. He made everything new for you. He is in love with you. So he's the one you have to follow. He actually really loves you. I'm thinking of John. He said, my sheep follow my voice. They know me and they follow me and I give them eternal life. And so if you're wondering how to get there, that's how you get there. You just follow him. Care about what he cares about and you're going to be right with him. And then you're going to find out the most important thing to him is you. He cares about his children. And that's what this whole thing is about. 
cares about his children. It's not as well that one should perish. So thank you so much for listening today. If you said that prayer, remember, he uses word. You got to look at the word. Start in the New Testament. Catch up. Get to know him. Devour the word. Just go ahead and binge on it to get to know him. And then sit on the floor every day. Get on your knees. It's so much easier to hear him on the floor. And um, because it's a focus, you don't get on the floor for anything else. You get on the floor and you focus on him and you're going to hear his thoughts. You're going to hear his voice and he's going to direct you. So let me know if you said that prayer. Thank you so much for listening today. God bless you.